It's Thursday at 10 a.m. and you're listening to the Eagles Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM, talking all things sports with a special focus on our Auburn Tigers here on the Plains. If you want to be a part of today's action, feel free to tweet at us at Daniel J. Locke or The Griggs B. Let's get into the action. Good morning and welcome into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM in the Bradley Basin Studio in the Harold Mountain Student Center on the campus of Auburn University. Today is our two-hour college football kickoff show. I'm hyped. Griggs Blankenberg will be in in a little bit. He had some business to attend to. But for now, we have our program director here at Weagle 91, Logan Hurston, and my good friend who I go way back with, Jack Planton. Fellas, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Jack, it's good to have you. First time having you on. I've been wanting to do this for a while, as you know more about college football than anyone I know. I'm just—I'm not even going to lie. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, it's finally back. We've been waiting all summer, or longer than that, all winter, all summer. It's finally here. We got Mercer on Saturday. What are we thinking? Um, Easy dub. Easy dub? I mean, yeah. they're. You know, actually, I mean, last week they killed Moorhead State. However... It's still Mercer. It shouldn't be close, and if it is, there's problems. This, that's a bad omen. So I'm looking at the stats right now. Fred Payton, Mercer's quarterback. I think this guy might be a slight bit of an issue. 11 for 17 for 248 yards and four touchdowns. Granted, I know it's Moorhead State, but on the other side, for the Moorhead State Eagles last week, you have Grady Kramer going 16 of 24 for 95 yards, one touchdown and one pick. 16 completions for 95 yards. That's that's like some Jameis Winston numbers right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I have to say about that. King of the check down. Yes. So I'm interested to see how this Auburn team can do with a quarterback who appears to know um, what he's doing, I, I guess you could say. Um, then on the other side, this is an a insane stat right here. Austin Douglas, the halfback for Mercer. Five carries, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Efficient. Pretty good. I would say so. Um, yeah, can Auburn handle that? You know, I think Auburn can. And there is some questions at linebacker. Um, Cam Riley is, you know, never been a starter. And he's having a, you know, him and Owen are going to have to fill up for Zacoby and Chandler last year. And that's mm-hmm. a tough ask because, I mean, Zacoby's great. But um, I think they can do it, especially against Mercer, especially with their O-line. You know, I mean, we should be a lot bigger. Yeah, I yeah I feel the same. I'm not worried about our defense really. I'm more worried about T.J. Finley, because hopefully he doesn't stand like the Statue of Liberty the whole game and just you know get sacked. But I feel like again like I feel like our defense is going to do what they have to do. It just depends on if our offense does. So kind of all we can do at this point since all they played to Moorhead State is look at what they did against them. I'm trying to find their defensive stats to see how they will compare to our offense. Uh. I can already probably guess that our offense is better than Moorhead State's, even though I feel like it's safe to say Auburn's offense is definitely the less stellar of the two. <laughs> Certainly uh, some question marks. I don't think many people are going to argue with that at all. But I think Auburn can handle it. I really do. I'm confident. It's only Mercer. So I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. I do. As, yeah, I do too. So... It's about a week old at this point, a little less. T.J. Finley is going to be starting for Auburn. I don't think that – well, if you have told me that in January, I wouldn't, I wouldn't probably have had some trouble believing that. But Zach Calzada was just never really able to fully get healthy. Hopefully he can at some point. So 
Robbie Ashford, though, do we have a valid QB2 there? I think we do. Um, I think, I mean, he's got that he's got that home run potential on his with his legs, right? Because he is a very fast human. However, the question is, can he be consistent enough in the pass game? And, well, right now he can, and that's why TJ's number one. Well, also, I mean, TJ's won this job. I mean, I don't think it was really that close, at least this fall. But, anyway, um, I mean, that's Robbie's biggest question mark is his arm. Because he's got the talent and he's got the athleticism. Can he just have the consistency? Yeah. Also, he's young. Can he have the command? That's the other thing. Is Again, the, TJ's been rolling with these guys for a year now. He was the starting quarterback last year. He knows how the system works. Uh, you, you know, they change it up a little bit with Bobo gone. But still, I feel like that's the real reason I feel like he won the job is just because it probably grew better with the guys. But So it was announced yesterday that Eric Keesaw will be calling the plays. Um, I expect to see some sort of improvement, hopefully, from what we saw from Mike Bobo last year. Uh, Keysaw, as well as Jeff Schmetting on the defensive side of the ball. Guys that Harson knows well. Guys that he was with at Boise State. Do you guys think that that is like a big thing or just kind of do you think it will be more of the same? What are we thinking there? I think it's good for like the gelling with um, Harson because uh, I think last year there was a lot of like um, like I think Bobo and Harson would disagree about things. I think Harson and Derek Mason would disagree about things. I think having his guys – is good, especially with and especially with his perceived hot seat in terms of him having um, people. He has his guys. This is his team. It's his year, and that's what I think. Logan, I feel the same way. I mean, he tried to be cordial and keep some of the guys from the previous staff, but it just did not work out at all. You got to have your guys. Like if that's the way he's made it work. That's who he's got to bring in. It doesn't matter if they're not SEC. You know, so caliber coaches or not. I got you. So this is a Mercer team that went 7-3 and last year and finished second place in the Southern Conference. Your losses are 48-14 Alabama. I don't think anyone was really surprised by that. Uh, 45-7 versus the Virginia Military Institute. That's a little worse. And then 38-35 to East Tennessee State. But then you beat uh, UT Chatta, 10-6, who's one of the better FCS programs, I would say. They tend to be able to like stay competitive with some people. You had a shootout with Sanford, so <laughs> I I don't know. I this, mean, they had an okay year last year. Sanford had a shootout with Florida. Florida, that, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I think <laughs> Sanford is good. Sanford's good. So definitely a good offense for what they have. And you beat Furman twenty-four to three. That's definitely one of your better FCS programs. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's safe to say. So Jack, I just noticed we ripped off that old Helena logo that we had when the high school first opened from Furman, the Diamond H. Oh yeah, um, the middle school had the Hawaii logo and the yeah. high school had the Furman logo. It's reason they are still not th- they're not there anymore. No, definitely not. But I'm excited for this game. Always good to be back in Jordan Hare. Basketball and baseball seasons were very very fun last year, but football is just different down here. <laughs> I can't wait to get back in there. Um, so yeah, game day's coming up. That's always fun. I'm gonna be hanging with Jack all day, Logan. I might see you at some point. Yeah, for sure. For sure, are you gonna be at the game? I at least scan my ticket in so I don't get penalty points. Come on now, it just depends. Come on, you know you want to go to the game. I mean, I'm gonna go. Like I said, I'm gonna walk in at some point. At some point? Yeah, I'm not gonna get those penalty points because I want to go to, especially if I want to go to the big games right. next year. You know, right? I can't wait. It's gonna be so 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 much fun. And we're going to go to PSA break a little early here, so we have more time to preview the schedule for this year, since I think that will take more time. And I think we've said everything we've had to say about this Mercer game. Fellas, you all have any closing thoughts? 
All right, we'll see you all in two minutes. Welcome back into the Eagle's Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm Daniel Locke. Alongside me right now, my good friend Jack Blanton. Griggs Blankenberg will be in hopefully here in a few minutes. I had some business to attend to. So in the last segment, we kind of spent some time previewing this Auburn-Mercer game. Pretty good conversation about that. If you missed it and want to hear it, the podcast version of today's show will be up shortly after we get out of here. So now we went to PSA break a little early just so we can have more time because this is going to be a loaded segment, a lot to talk about here. We're going to be talking about our expectations for Auburn this year, starting with our faith in Brian Harson. Jack, do you want to go first? All right. Personally, I think we'll be. I think he'll be here next year. That's what I personally think because I think this team has enough talent to get him that. Now, what that'll take? Well, we'll get into that in just a minute. But um, yeah, I have. Look, I really like Harson. I, I, I really like his mentality and his ideals as a coach, um, but he's got to win. Got to win. Yeah, that is what it is all about. So I still have faith in him. I haven't lost it yet. But do you think his biggest ally, Alan Green, being gone has anything to do with what uh, his stance will be at the end of this year? You know what? I don't. And part of that is Alan was never going to be here this this in December. He was. I mean, it just was never going to happen that it was a – they were going to split. Whether it happened now or whether it happened in December, Alan Green was not going to be the AD next year anyway. So I don't think it really matters. Um, I, even And even if Alan Green was here, this all matters on does Harson win. It, it has. I don't think it has anything to do with outside sources or boosters or anything. If Harson wins, he'll be fine. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. The, what gave me some hope that Alan Green might still be here was in late January when the, the news broke of the Bruce Pearl extension. So when, once that happened, I was kind of expecting, like, oh, well, if they give him the clearance to do that, they clearly have some intention on keeping him on. But that is not how it worked out. So I'm thinking if he just has a winning record, he'll buy himself another year. What do you think? I think it depends on how that winning record looks. Um, like, if you're 7-5 and five, but you got blown out by five opponents, mm. But if you're seven and five and you were competitive in all your other games, well, that that may buy you some time. Do you think a win against Alabama, Alabama or Georgia would do the trick? I mean, unless unless they're unless we're like four and eight, yes. Especially that Georgia win. Um, if we somehow knocked off Georgia and Athens, I want them to stay. Yeah. Yeah. That. When's the last time we won there? It's- 2005. 2005. Okay, not quite as long as I was expecting. Um, But, yeah, I'm thinking just winning record, some good wins. Good morning, Griggs. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning, Jack. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Never so, Griggs, what does Harson have to do to be still beat Auburn head coach in 2023? Kind of going off of what Jack said right there. I mean, it matters. The winning record doesn't really matter. It matters more, hey, if we go 8-4, and four, okay, who are those losses to? Man, importantly, I mean. People are already looking at the schedule. You see that Bam at Tuscaloosa and at Athens. That's the loss. But where are those other two going to come in is going to be more important. Do we drop a game at home? Do we drop both games on the road in Mississippi? What does that do for the program? And, and what matters also is the recruiting rankings. I mean, 24 is just we're able to be officially contacted starting last night. So let's see how they start off hot in that class. I got you. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. So our next point, how run heavy are we going to be this year? We have two guys, we have a 1,000-yard rusher, and we have a guy who definitely could be a 1,000-yard rusher. I think we're going to be pounding the ball. 
Um, I think it really depends on what this O-line looks like. you got a bunch of returners. However, unfortunately, Nick Brahms is retiring from football, which, you know, all the injuries, and he'll be fine. He's going to go work for Delta. He's going to have a great life. That glove I got at the Georgia State game means more to me now. Oh, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, I think it depends on if this O-line can just provide some push. Because last year it was, especially in SEC play, Hard to watch sometimes us try to run the ball. However, if they can just get some push, because we have, in my opinion, the best running back tandem in the country with Tank, Jarquez, and the freshman Damari Austin, I think we can be pretty run heavy and probably be around 60 to 40. My favorite thing I've heard about it was um, Cadillac Williams tweeted out, reminds me of the me and Ronnie days. I was like, yes, that is what I want to hear. That is what I want to see. If we can implement that, I think we'll be okay. I'd like 2004. That'd be nice. Going off what Jack said, I mean, yeah, we had a lot of games where the run lost this game, but then you think about games like South Carolina where we've run the ball more than six times in the second and fourth quarter combined. Tank Bigsby had 169 yards. We win that ball game, and we're not going to play in Birmingham as one of the first few bowl games. And that was convenient, though. Yeah, a convenient loss. Conveniently awful. <laughs> yeah, but we need to be run heavy this year. I mean, when you think about it, too, you go back to those plays. You had the, 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 probably the most terrific play from last year, in my opinion, uh. for Auburn, the Penn State Fourth, fourth and goal, rollout spin when you have Tank Bigsby and all you need is two, three yards. Against a front seven, that kind of wasn't that great. It wasn't. That, I mean, and then look how Penn State ended the year. You had Illinois beating them in double nine overtimes in Happy Valley. I get it's not the whiteout game, but that's a team you don't lose to. And then the team we destroyed on the road in Fayetteville, they lost to in wherever the Outback Bowl is, in Boca Raton Tampa. or something, Tampa. <laughs> Hey, but um, I-, I remember watching that Penn State-Illinois game on the way to a Slipknot concert, and I was like, man, this is crazy. I was at the rodeo. I got, like, two texts during the day, and one of them was from my dad saying, I can't believe Illinois just beat Penn State. Auburn couldn't really do that. <laughs> I'm like, uh, fair enough. State game. Mm. And then the South Carolina where you're doing the same play call on the 50-yard line in, like, the third quarter. No, it was, like, the 30. Oh, well, that one, yeah. But I- I'm what I remember in the South Carolina game was it was the – we were up 14 nothing. It was the late second half. It's fourth and one. And we run like a 35-yard wheel route that mm-hmm, the wheel TJ route. overthrows. I'm like, punt the ball. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I went to both, or run it. I went to both Penn State and South Carolina. The reception I got from fans afterwards was about 100 times worse at South Carolina than Penn oh, State. Oh, yeah, Penn State, they were so friendly. They, no, except the students. The students were kind of uh, no, right no more passage. away games, Griggs. No yeah. more away. Hey, I, I, I got the win in basketball when they went to play in Columbia. Well, you can go basketball. Hey, okay. I got the the football win in Baton Rouge. Oh, you can go. Yeah, but I got basketball, though. Please Columbia. go ahead. I got basketball in Mississippi. But then I lost to Tennessee. Hey, you lost to Tennessee, too. I have, I have never been to a basketball road win. Like, really? I need to stop. I've been to, I've been to Rupp. I've been to Tennessee. I've been to Mississippi State. All losses. My one win is a is it was at UAB, but it was really a, it was really a legacy arena, so it was technically a neutral site. So. Yeah. You need to go where they play like a like a maybe Vanderbilt type this year. Just get get on the right track. Hope no, I don't think gym. I do because then we're gonna lose to Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so getting back to football, what is our record going into the UGA game? I'm gonna be confident. I'm going five and zero. I am too. I th- I think we go five and zero. Um, I think I think we beat Penn State, and I think we beat Missouri. And if we're four and zero, that LSU game is gonna be electric. And I just can't. I can't. I just can't see us losing that game. Um, especially with. I think LSU may be a little better than people think, just because they they they're gonna have the talent. LSU will always have the talent. 
It's just, and I think Ryan Kelly is someone who can at least um, add some structure to whatever is happening in Baton Rouge at all times. But that early in the season, I don't think they'll have it put together yet, and we have some continuity, and I just think we win that game. Yeah, I, I think 5-0 and as well, but the, the key is how convincingly is that Penn State game is going to be a last-second thing. Because think about it, they lost their best receiver they've had there in a decade, you'd say, and Devon Dotson. You, Sean Clifford's back, but he's been so inconsistent where it, he was a good Bo Nix S comparison. I think they beat he, Iowa last year with the with um, Sean Clifford. Didn't I thought they lost to Iowa? They lost and then they beat Clifford Wisconsin. Went they went yeah, Clifford, yeah, Clifford went out, but then they beat Wisconsin the first game of the year. Everyone thought Penn State was legit up at I, Camp Ramble. Well, Penn State was what? It was the, it was two versus three when Penn State Iowa happened. I I, do, I, all, yeah, oh, I yeah. agree. I think they win that game if Sean Clifford doesn't go out. I still think they go like nine and three. Though. I mean they they were ten when we played them, so and they yeah. jumped a lot. So and, and we only dropped one, four after we and we only dropped one spot. If you remember that, mm-hmm. we would drop from we went from mm-hmm. twenty two to twenty three. Yeah, that was that was a big game for us. Didn't quite come through on it, but, but yeah, I, th- I think we're all agreeing we're going to be. Be one, looking pretty good. One last thing on LSU, yeah. though. just I think we'll beat Missouri, but the thing is with LSU is just I don't really know what Kelly's going to bring there. I mean, is it going to be a situation where the LSU fans are very impatient like they have been and known to be in the past where they sense a whiff of, okay, he's losing these things. He's already losing recruits. Remember the one he did that weird dance with? Huh. He like, went viral. He lost that recruit. Just a matter of how can he recruit instead of Notre Dame being the Midwest powerhouse where the – all the allure for Penn, for Notre Dame is right there. But recruiting in the South, as we all know, is a whole different game than recruiting in Catholic high schools in the Midwest. Because yeah, if you're the number one player in Louisiana, you're not necessarily going to Notre Dame. If you're the, one, if you're the number one player in Indiana, you're going to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Like, it's right. just a different thing. I will say, as of right now, his 2023 class is higher than he ever landed at Notre Dame. He's really? like seventh on, on three. I'm not sure what it is on the others. But, um, I mean, Marcus he's recruiting Freeman's well. Killing it Marcus Dame. Freeman is killing it. I've been very impressed with Freeman. However, so far. however this week may may be the really big test for him. Okay, we'll get into this later, but 17 and a half is way too big. Uh, 21 and a half. Who the what heck I'm is thinking. Notre Dame's quarterback? Oh, uh, 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 idling. Um, give me a sec. I'm almost there. Independence, 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 independence. Someone talk. Great. Uh, talking. Um... What else do we have for the Auburn season? Uh, all right, Jack, here we go. Besides Tank, of course, or Derek Hall, who do you think is going to be the breakout player for the Auburn Tigers this year? Malcolm Johnson Jr. Everything Tyler I've... Butchner, by the way. Notre Dame's quarterback. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. All right. Um, I think Malcolm – everything I've heard about Malcolm Johnson Jr. is that he is just – I mean, I think he's got that potential and ability to be and uh, – I think he's going to lead this team in receiving yards. I think he's going to lead this team in touchdowns. I think he's going to be TJ's favorite target, or whoever the quarterback in, is throughout the year. I, I think it's TJ. But anyway, I think Malcolm Johnson Jr. Um, is going to be the breakout player this year. Dana, you got one? Yeah, I do. I'm going with Cam Riley. Hmm. Uh, guy, new guy starting at linebacker, Owen Papo, who is probably the, one of the best linebackers we've had in a while, has had nothing but good things to say. And I'm excited to watch him, and I think he's going to be a good outside linebacker. I'm going to go a little bit off the cusp here. I mean, more of a well-known name. I'm going to go Owen Papo because you think about it, he was out of the year for most of the year last year. I mean, he we won. He played like, what, four or five games? We won. The only game we really lost where he, we had him was Penn State, 
when you have that linebacker right there, when you have that force to be able to have someone to control the field, be that type of leader on the team, it can move mountains the way that happens. And especially helping first games, five games back for him are all at home. That's going to be a real stepping stone for a team that only has to go on the road to four times. Granted, two of them are the two of the toughest places to go to in college football. I mean, we haven't won in Athens since he said 05, and then we haven't won in Tuscaloosa since the Cam year. So it's it's a tough challenge, but I think Owen's going to get the job done. So real quick, before we give our record predictions, we're just going to kind of go through the Auburn schedule and just kind of go game by game. So obviously, um, Griggs, I assume you're picking Auburn on Saturday. Oh, uh, yeah. I was okay. just listening to the thing. Yeah, Mercer. Also, you guys talked a lot about Firm at first. I almost went to Firm. People don't really know that. So that was kind of funny. You're almost a den? Paladin, man. That, that school is gorgeous. If they had a bigger sports program, I'm not here right now. <laughs> yeah. San Jose State, I think that's a win. I think it's a win. Win, though it's tougher than Mercer. Yes. San Jose mm-hmm. State is a solid football team. Agreed. I think it's a win, but it could be, like, especially in the first quarter, it could be a little close. We'll pull away, but, you know. So here we go. Penn State. Win. Win? I think win, but here's the key for Auburn. you got to get that momentum early. you got to feed off that crowd energy, and you have to just never give them an inch during that game because when Penn State was able to fight back last year when Auburn had the lead due to the home crowd – in Happy Valley, you just can't give them the opportunity to work themselves back in because those tougher teams like Penn State's been in those battles before, like you said, with Iowa, with Wisconsin last year, good teams. Granted, it's not the SEC, but you need to take that momentum for them early. Just give them no Hey, Kinnick's legit. Oh, Kinnick is legit, and I agree with what mm-hmm. you said. Kinnick is legit, too. And I have this to my Penn State prediction, double-digit win. Ooh. I think we take okay. it to him. I think we went by double digits. Now, I, I think that's maybe like 21 to 10, but I think we went by double digits. Uh, win's a win. Yes, a win is a win is a win. All right, Missouri win. Oh, wait, I've got win for Penn State, too. Missouri, I got win. I agree, win. Win, but I think Drinkowitz has one of the better teams he's had since he's gotten. Probably, again, one of the SEC coaches on the hot seat. Granted, he did have a very, very, very good recruiting class last year. Do y'all think Missouri kind of set themselves up for not necessarily failure, but basically a lot of people say the worst thing Malzahn did for himself was going to the Natty his first year. Do y'all think um, them for their second and third year in the SEC going to Atlanta was – like not very good in the long run because it kind of set up some unreal expectations. I don't. I mean, just because them getting to Atlanta is huge for a program like Missouri, I think it's just like be happy that you did it because uh, you know who hasn't made Atlanta yet? A&M. A&M. So, yeah. But, yeah, you've heard me slander Missouri a lot on the show. I'm like, what are they bringing to the SEC? At least Vanderbilt has baseball. When we were talking about them during basketball after we lost, we okay. beat them by one they've point. They've been decent at basketball. Yeah, fine. And, but they're, for, they're, they're like they're not. What, what are they known for as a school? I mean, every SEC school can really point to one or thing or the other. But journalism. Yes, <laughs> journalism. Correct. That is the one you point to. Brand but, new Adam, Be- brand new Auburn beat reporter Adam Cole, Missouri alum. I was talking to him at the baseball game against South Carolina. And I asked him what Missouri's ballpark was like, and he said, two A high school." <laughs> yeah, but move more from that. Moving on, uh, LSU game time still not Dub. set. Hopefully that's a night. Very close win. I think it's going to be a very close win. Just going to be a matter of how can that defense stop the offense because you know LSU, they always have the fast wideouts. And judging who's going to be throwing them the ball, I think it's going to be close. Yeah, no more Max Johnson. He filled Zach Calzada's spot at Texas A&M. I just I got to have this game for bragging rights over my uncles. It's very important to me. <laughs> so hopefully we can keep that precedent rolling. So there's no game on October 8th. Uh, no one correct me. On October 15th, <laughs> I'm kidding. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think we win in Athens. I think it's close, though. I really do. They lost so much on defense. That's what I'm I mean, saying. Everyone is so hyped. Eight first-rounders on defense? Mm-hmm. Eight? Everyone, it's, it's like yes, seven or no, eight. He's, it's he's, crazy. They lost like at least ten in the draft total. For good. Them. I didn't know it was accurate. Fifteen. They lost 15 players in the draft. But here's like that. I agree with Jack. I think it's going to be closer than most people think. But I don't get why. I get, granted, they do play in the East, but judging by the fact that people still are so high on Georgia, yet they lost all of this veteran leadership on that defense and that almost that entire defensive line. I just can't see them. I mean, people are still talking down on uh, Stetson Bennett. What makes you think it's going to be different this year? I mean, granted, he did play pretty well last year, but he loses so much on that defense. You only need to score 10 points when your defense only gives up three or seven. Um, I, I mean, I think they'll still win 11 games. They're going to have an upset ups, okay, upset somewhere. Um, I mean, it could be us. I don't think so. I think it's more likely a Tennessee or maybe a Kentucky or a – I don't know. I think they have an upset. The problem is they're scheduled so weak, and I don't think it's Oregon. But I think it's going to be at Tennessee, if anything. I agree with you. If we win, I think we should get Ugga. <laughs> Why would we want that Ugga? I don't really dog? want that dog. Eh, point of pride. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ole Miss. Now, this is a team that national people were really high on going into the year, but now all of a sudden just started turning on them. They think, oh, Lane Kiffin's getting all these good recruits. They're getting the backups from USC and all this stuff. So, I have a very bold prediction for this game. Okay. So Ole Miss is going to get the ball first. They're going to go three and out. It's going to be fourth and seven from their own 23-yard line. Lane Kiffin's like, you know what, let's go for it. And then they don't get it, and Auburn sets up opening touchdown, that sets the tone for the day. I'm not sure it goes exactly like that. I do think we win that game. I actually think Ole Miss finishes last in the West. I'm not high on mm-hmm. Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't trust. They lost a ton of. They had a ton of portal turnover. Uh, portal turnover. I know they had the number two portal class. I don't care. Um, in the SEC, mm-hmm. you need more than a portal class. You can't finish 12th in recruiting and think you're gonna compete. Um, I think I, I I'm not high on Ole Miss this year. I don't trust. I th- Zach Evans is good. I don't trust that defense in the slightest. Um, losing Matt Corral, your Keep statistical pounding. best yeah. quarterback you've ever had. I mean, over Eli. I mean, now he's his. Now Not he's this his. year, but then you had him saying earlier this year, he's like, yeah, I wish I didn't go to Ole Miss, which I thought was kind of funny. Cause he's like, Wait, he said that? Yes, oh, yeah. he said it. How did he's, I miss that? Oh, it's so – well, he said he said he, he, um, he thought he shied away from competition when he went uh, to Ole Miss. Okay, I, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's going to be closer than Arkansas. people think. But I think we're going to win. Win off a of buy, win. Win off a of buy. Off if, a buy at home. If it was not off a of buy, I think it's a loss. But I think it's time to rest and prepare for this sole matchup. I think it's a win. But you got to think they want this win so bad. I don't care. They want it so bad. Arkansas but I doesn't think beat we win. football. I don't care. I win. know. My uncle is gonna <laughs> tear me to shreds if that happens. I pray that doesn't happen. Um, start going to Starkville November fifth. Dub. Loss. Loss. Yeah. Do you think Mike Leach is going to be Brian Harson's Achilles heel? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily know that. I know, I know they have the highest returning production in the SEC. I think, I think Mississippi State may finish second in the West. I'm, mm. I'm high on what Mississippi mm. State. Their Some defense. 2014 Magic in Starkville again? No, not that high. But I do think they'll be a solid team. Um, I think, I mean, I Will Rogers. I think is second best quarterback in the league. Mm. Um. They've they're returning a ton of production on defense. I think their defense is going to be really good. I'm I'm high on Mississippi State. I think they um are going to be a good team this year. And 
it being in Starkville, and I just think I think I think lost. I think lost too. I just we couldn't defend the air raid at home last year, giving up forty unanswered. What makes you think it's going to change this year when we had better defensive backs? Or de- I yeah, think DB. we'll rush four. Yes, I think we'll rush four. <laughs> if, if anyone was with me at that Mississippi State game, I, I was. Middle, yep. we were there. I was kind of unbearable. It, it was, was just so frustrating. I was so mad, and I was also just so cold because that was the coldest game I can remember. Why was it so cold? It was freezing because <laughs> we were under the jumbotron. Yeah, what that's hell? that's the that's the problem where we sit for football games. Grand for the hot, very hot days, it's less intimidating because it blocks out the sun. But on the cold days, like that one, I'll, granted, I wasn't there for Alabama, but. Two thirty at Penn State, you'll um, appreciate it. Alabama was fine, but maybe it's just because like yeah, that pretty, one it that, was just enjoyable. That eleven a.m. hot. That eleven a.m. Missouri game is gonna yeah. be a barn burner. <sighs> it's gonna be at eleven. I know. I know. Uh, quickly, do we need to go to break before our next Wednesday? I know. Let's just finish. We, it let's out. just go. Uh, November twelfth uh, versus uh, Texas A and M at Jordan here. My friend Jordan from North Carolina is coming down for this game, and he was there for the Ole Miss upset last year. So he's coming in for this game. I'm gonna have him down for the biggest home game every year from now on. You know who else is coming down for this game? Kent. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dub. You know who else? You know who else is going down for this game? A and N. Win. Wow. Solid. Let's yeah. go. Thank you. Unfortunately, I'm not gonna be like Jack. I think we're, this is gonna be one of the games we drop. I just can't see it. They're just with the amount. Granted, I'm not very high on Jimbo as a coach. I mean, when he Wake Forest played against him, Wake would take him, beat him all the time at home. But the thing is. I just feel like he's just so full of excuses. He's like pro. He's like a pro soccer coach with the amount of excuses he can give sometimes. And granted, if he doesn't have a good season this year, there's not an excuse in the world those oil boosters are gonna <laughs> gonna be able to hear. If he, they, don't, I'm telling you right now, if they they have like they can go eight and four. If they finish like below second in the West, he's gone. I don't think he's gone, but man, especially with that number one recruiting class, if he's if they're not good next year, and then 2023, they're not. According to on three, they've not gotten back up there yet. They're twenty seven right now, but of course, I can't... they've only got nine commits. They're kind of in an Auburn situation where like, like their average player is really good, but like their actual class is low because they don't mm-hmm. have a ton of players. Yeah, same with yeah Auburn. So Western Kentucky, I I'm not gonna be there for this one. I think it's a win. Now. Win, win. I think it's gonna be win. I think I'm gonna leave it the second that game is over to go home. <laughs> so Alabama lost. Yeah. Lost. That, I'm not even. They're, they're they're, the best team in the country. They're them. It's going to be them versus Ohio. So We're going to do that later. But eight and four, nine three. What was mine? Hold on, I mine said, was nine and three actually because I had, I had Georgia, Mississippi State, and Bama because I think we upset Texas A and M. But that one's probably. I mean, that one's close in for me. Eight and four, nine and three. I th- I'll go nine, nine and, three. and three. I had nine and three, but eight I'll pump and four. the sunshine. If we were saying this on national radio, we'd be getting tweets left and right. You guys are delusional. All this stuff, this but is an Auburn no one podcast, cares. Whatever. This is an Auburn <laughs> show. But yeah, I'm not going to be at the Bama game. I'm going to. USA England so the day before that probably just sounds like blasphemy to you, Jack. But that's a very big thing for me. So yeah, that's blasphemy, but it's fine. All right. So when we come back, we have our Pac-12 preview. Can Bo Nix win that conference? We'll see. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm Daniel Locke alongside me, Greg Splankenberg, as always, and then our good friend Jack Blanton. So far today, we've talked about the Auburn Mercer game and previewed. Excuse me. Our expectations for Auburn is here. Now we are going to spend about nine minutes previewing the Pac-12 conference. So first things first, is it just Utah? Yes, I think so. It's just that defense is elite, and it's the Pac-12. And they almost beat an Ohio State team, granted, who lost a few players, but returning majority of that team from last year. That people think some people think they're the number one team in the country. I think they're number two, but agreed. I think they're. 
it's they they are legit, and they just faced a very very in, in superior opponent last year in the. Rose I think Bowl. they're I think they're number four in the playoff this year. I mean, I think I think that's what they. So you see them dropping a game. No, I just think they'll be. I um. I think if there's a one loss Bama or Ohio State, they'd still be above Utah just because that's how that works. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ohio State for a second. I was, my brain was not working. Right oh, there, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, what can we realistically, uh, realistically expect to see from Lincoln Riley at year one at USC? Um, I don't know. I really have no idea. I mean, they got a ton of portal guys. He's he's got the, uh, however you pronounce the receiver ward. I don't want to try <laughs> Blintoff, whatever it is. Um, he's got Jordan Addison anyway, and he's got Caleb Williams, who is a very dynamic quarterback. However, I mean, they should be a solid team in the Pac-12. I just don't think they'll do anything, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think about that. Yeah, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They face a lot of easy Pac-12 teams, but the one kicker that I see is they're at Utah. Loss. That is a, a definite loss. And then they – this game is always interesting. I don't still understand. Notre Dame has all these random rivals, but November 26th they play. The battle for the jeweled Shalea is not random. Just the fact that Notre Dame has like rivals on like every part I of the know. United Notre States. Notre Dame's rivals is just all over the place. We're not bashing Notre Dame. We're just saying well, it's, it's a national baby. It's a national thing. Yes, yeah. I think that's a loss from as well. But yeah, yeah they're they're not winning the jeweled Shalea. Yeah, but they just the Pac-12 is just but the thing is the bad thing is for them they don't have to play an Oregon team that's pretty good. But they play it at Utah, which is a pretty electric environment, some people say. Yeah. And um, Notre Dame. It might be. It's probably top two in the in the Pac-12. I mean, I think. And you talk about USC. Maybe three. Cause, environment's terrible. Uh, it's awful. Washington and Oregon are probably the best. But I think Utah's probably third. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for schools that are like major Power 5 schools that don't have a five-minute walk to their stadium. And you have to get in the car and drive for 45 <laughs> minutes to an right. And you have to get in the car and drive forty five minutes to an hour. I feel yeah, like that really kills the yeah, wake, wakes yeah, like awful. wakes like a five minute drive. Yeah, but that's they have a different. lot of parking though. And that's then UNC is like on campus, but UNC's campus is massive, so you have to just walk up hill yeah, after hill. Yeah, I mean like stuff. like Bama's is massive, but Brian Denny is right in the middle. Yeah, but Jordan Harris ideal. I mean it's ideal. It's right. I love it. It's Auburn's not a big campus. It's perfect. Yeah, it where, is perfect. Where that is, unless you want to park. Yes, so, unless you want to park. <laughs> Bo Nix, the Golden Boy. You can see him in the edge of the frame in the 2010 National Championship celebration. The chosen one, is some might year? say. Is, as unfortunately <laughs> no longer on the Auburn University football Tigers football team. So, what can we expect to see from him at Nike University? I mean, if he's focused on having fun, there's nothing that can stop him. <laughs> except for Georgia, which Ex- will. Except for Georgia, which... <laughs> granted, he's one of the few quarterbacks still left in college football. I think, yeah, he's one of two quarterbacks who are still... We know Zach has lost. So three quarterbacks, Bo, Stetson, and uh, Zach. What, what what a group. That is incredible. The three quarterbacks to beat Bama are Bo, Stetson Bennett, and Zach Calzada. I That's think we'll be adding C.J. Stroud's name at the end of the year. I don't. Mm, yeah, I don't. I'm high on Ohio State this year. I am too. I'm just higher on Bama. You're high on Ohio State. And anyway, we'll get to that and who you got later on. But, yeah. Uh, uh, week one. Yeah, I think Bo, it's going to be interesting because Oregon's just always so just fast and agile and quick. Just Bo's got a lot more "quote unquote" playmakers on that offense. Not maybe the running back position, but the receiver core. He went from last year to this year is gigantic. And uh, the O line. I mean, I think Oregon is one of the better O lines in the country, so that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he'll. I think he'll have his best year statistically. All that. I mean, I just. I don't think he leads them to anything like crazy. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I'm looking at their schedule right now. I got that week one game versus Georgia. Then they go play at home versus BYU, which is very interesting. Ooh, that is that is very interesting. Trappy. Yeah, trap game for sure. I'm um, looking at else. Uh, they play Utah at home. That might be. Mm, that'll be it. That might be for the Pac-12 at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think. I mean, I, I still think they play twice. I, yeah, I think they play twice too. But that's gonna be a great game. That game will be in Eugene on November nineteenth. Mm. Oh, really? So it's right at the end. They'll oh play, yeah, they'll play quickly. Like. So, Washington made a college football playoff. That is a statement as a fact. Yeah. With a quarterback named Jake Browning and a wide receiver named John Ross. So, seems like a fever dream. Yeah. Do we ever think we'll see that again? No, they'll never. They'll never have a coach like Chris Peterson again. I just don't think they can do that. I don't. I. I, I mean, they, they'll have some good years probably where they can, maybe like go to a Pac-12 championship and stuff like that. But I don't. Th- I. I. I mean. <laughs> You never know. I just can't see them ever having a coach as dynamic as Peterson. Because um, I think any coach who has success at Washington after I mean, is going to bolt is going to bolt for SEC or Big Ten eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with them. They have some interesting matches this year. They play at home versus Michigan State, which that is that, that is a very is inter- interesting game. Very interesting. They play at Oregon, but you know they don't have to play USC. They don't have to play Utah. So, but yeah, it's going to be very hard. Almost probably impossible for them to get to the level they were at under Peterson. Yeah, they definitely just can't, they can't sustain. I don't think they'll be able to sustain that success. They might have some good years. I just can't see. Sus- and they made some good players too in the NFL. I mean, you got like Shaq oh, yeah, Thompson. Definitely does really well with the Panthers and all that other. But I don't think they're going to get to the level they ever were like yeah. that again. So are we all saying Utah for Pac-12 champ this year? Yep, that's who I'm going to say. Um, so I think we'll see Utah in the CFP. I do too. I think they'll be the sacrificial lamb to Bama. Mm, so, yeah. Pac-12 MVP. I'm going with Bo Nix. Mm. Um, I almost just want to say the Utah defense as a whole will be the Pac-12 MVP. I think they're just going to shut down everybody. Except Bo Nix. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, I'll go MVP. <coughs> That's tough. I don't really know like a ton of like just... Pac-12 uh, yeah, I don't really stay up for Pac-12 after dark. No, I do, but I don't know what their names are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just kind of watch it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Stress-free football. I'm gonna just say Caleb Williams just because the national hype he gets. Yeah, and, and it, 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 Jordan well, Addison. Yeah, and just always, you know, they always everyone loves the quarterback. It's always a quarterback award except for the year of 2020 that didn't count. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I got Caleb Williams just because the national media hype around him. And then, yeah, they can only go up from here. We have any closing Pac-12 thoughts? I didn't say about Utah is going to be in the playoffs. Oh yeah, that's right. It's going to be interesting how you see that make up, especially with three teams. Most of us already have as locks. We both also Utah. We I'm assuming we're all going to say the other two are the same. Just that third team is going to be very interesting. I agree. I agree. All right, so that's going to do it for the Pac-12 conversation. When we come back. We have the Big 12. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weekle 91.1 FM. I'm Daniel Locke. Alongside me, as always, Greg Splankenberg. Jack Flynn also hanging out with us today. So, so far today, we have talked about Auburn's Week 1 game against Mercer. We've talked through Auburn's both their roster and their schedule for this year. We've talked all about the Pac-12. And now it is time for the Big 12, who I think will be the Power 5's weakest link in 2022. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not... I'm not high on whatever the Big 12 will bring to the college football world this year. Um, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, it's an interesting mix of teams, to be fair. I mean, you have the, the, always the staple in being Oklahoma. You never really know what you're going to get with them. But the fact that he got Brent Venables, who everyone thought would never leave Clemson, to now he's going to Oklahoma, his alma mater, I believe. And you lose a lot of people to USC and Lincoln Rally. Even a lot of your recruits went over there. But then you do bring in a lot of people. Dylan Gabriel's pretty good quarterback from UCF last year, now at Oklahoma. So <laughs> I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, but I don't think they're going to produce too, too much outside of that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. The t- Big 12 team is ranked the highest are the Baylor Bears coming in at the 10 spot, followed closely by the 12th-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys, who Mike Gundy is my favorite coach in college football. Mm. Fair, fair, fair. Very fair. Uh, you got to move down a little ways. Never mind, there is no more. Um, Oklahoma's not ranked? Oklahoma's not ranked? Oh, oh my gosh. Excuse me, they're number nine. Ah, ah. My fault. That's too high. Yes. But Texas isn't ranked. They're ranked in the coaches' poll. But wow. I thought they won't be ranked ranked after week two. No, probably not, no. Destroyed. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. Anyway, so we alluded to it. Go ahead and say it. Is Texas a bunch of bull? I'm not going to say that on the air. Is Texas a load of, you know what, once again? Yes. Yes. Yes, but I don't think they're going to be the caliber they were last year. They were losing, dropping games to Kansas because you got to remember. That was so funny. I, that was that was one of my favorite games of last year. I don't think they're a five and seven team. I think they could be like a nine and three team, but they're not like a national contender. That they'll they'll go to some like decent bowl and you know whatever. And Bijan Robinson though. Bijan Robinson is, is legit. Maybe the best running back in college football. Yeah, that's the only thing that's keep me from second s- best. We all know who number one is. Kenneth Walker is now in the NFL. I think he's talking about Tank Man. I oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. I, I was just kidding, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's his, he's the only reason that I think they'll win a lot of those games. Yeah. I mean, Quinn uh, Ertz is good, but. Is he? Well, I've never seen him play. We've never, never seen, seen him, him play. I've not seen him play. And they everyone says he's good, but. I'd, I'd like to see it first. But I think Arch is going to be good no matter what. So, he's got his work cut out for him next year. Yeah, yeah Arch is going to Arch. Um. Well, you don't think so? Well, when Sarkeesian gets fired after this year, after they don't make in. a bowl we'll, game. We won't get into it this year. <laughs> so who's your Big 12 champion prediction? I'll go first. I'm pretty high on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think it's going to be a rematch of last year with Baylor and Oklahoma State. I think Baylor wins. Bro, that was a good game. That was a great game. That, on that, the... final, that final play. Oh, yeah. What? That was fantastic. Yeah. I and mean, Those are probably my two favorite Big 12 teams, so that was just really enjoyable. And I think it happens again this year. I think Baylor wins. To take you back to last fall in the Eagles Nest, every week I was very high on Spencer Sanders. He came up just a few inches short. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I remember that was the first time I ever covered an Auburn athletic event. I was covering a basketball game that day, and they put that game on the screen. And I was like, please, please, please. But it just didn't work out. Oh, yeah. That was the day of the Yale game. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. I was back in Charlotte for the AC championship for that game. But, yeah. I think I might have been in driving school. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I forgot. Um, I think I'm with you all. I think it's going to be Baylor-Oklahoma State in that championship yeah. game. But I also think it might come – that last spot might come down to Bedlam, like it did last year. It, yeah, no, I agree. I think it, I think that last spot will come down to Bedlam, and I think Oklahoma State wins it. So I meant to do this in the last segment, so give me your Pac-12 option here, too. If you could hand-select one school from each Power 5 conference, right now we're just doing the Big 12 and the Pac-12, for Auburn to have a home-and-home home with, who are you going? In, in every conference? Or? Yeah, right now we're just doing Pac-12 okay, and okay, Big 12. Okay, okay. Um, Big 12, I would pick... 
Uh, we've got one coming with Baylor, so I won't pick Baylor. Um, yeah, that's what I was. The two I'm thinking about are the two we already have coming soon. Yeah. So think outside the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying. Um, not Oregon. We've played Oregon recently. I'll go while you guys are thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Pac-12. I really, really, really want to go to the Rose Bowl. You see, I know that's coming. Okay, that's coming okay. in 2028. So I'm gonna pick another one. I want to go to Utah. I really do. I agree. I think Utah would be fun. I'll go Utah. Or maybe Washington. One of those two. Right, I kind of wish that game in 2018 was in Seattle instead of Atlanta. That would have been cool to go to. I kind of just wish home and homes were a thing and not these neutral sites. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban disagrees. No, Nick Saban. <laughs> with his 3-0 and record versus non, uh, on the road, non-neutral sites. This is his first one in a, like, a ridiculous. time. It's like Coach time. K didn't play out – and Coach K in basketball didn't play another like Power 5 team on the road ex- – at an, at their road site, except for like the big AC Big Ten Challenge. So. Is this Saban's first since Duke in 2010? Surely not. No, that was Atlanta. We're talking about like no, at, no. I promise you, in 2010, Alabama played Duke in Durham. I promise. I really? Guarantee I you, promise, they did guys. not. I no, I no, way. no, 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 no. That is the smallest state in the ACC. There's no way they're doing I a home. I can't I, see that. It is in Atlanta. I swear. Okay. I will. I will eat I, my words if I'm wrong. Oh, well, you're, you're eating them right now because here it is. They played at Duke. I promise, guys. That's crazy. There's no way that was. No, the... there is a way. <laughs> it's right here. Read and weep. <laughs> okay. There's Read a screen. No. They played it. No. How? How? How, how did? How did they pull that off? That's a stadium of thirty thousand. How in the world? There's no way. And lost sixty-two to thirteen. But, but they had to have played recently in Atlanta. They did recently. Wasn't that the – They did in 2019. Okay, that's why I'm messed right. up. But here, I, okay. I apologize, Daniel. You were right. But yes. I just can't, I just couldn't fathom. I, I agree with you. I get, You know, it's probably a Mike Shula scheduling, not a Nick Saban. Uh, probably that is so. unbe- probably. unbelievable. Yeah, they went to Durham, North Carolina. Holy cow. Anyways, I don't even want to go to Durham, North Carolina. Oklahoma State. Um, yeah, I'm not going to pick Texas or Oklahoma. I think we'll have home and homes. Yes. You know, yeah. quote, unquote, soon. Um, So I will pick – yeah, I'll pick Oklahoma State. I'm going to go outside the box on this Pac-12 one. I'm going Colorado. Boulder has been heard to be an interesting place. I just wanted to see that. Since, granted, I was going to pick UCLA for the Rose Bowl, but then again, we're going to be there in 2027-ish. Yeah, something like that. that. Yeah, something like that. And then for the they, uh, college football, uh, for the Big 12, we already, I'm not doing Oklahoma or Texas or, or Baylor because we're playing them soon too. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go Ames. I'm going Iowa State. Ooh. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's an That'd interesting cool. place. That's definitely Matt Campbell's got something building over there and I I didn't if they would have Marcus Freeman would have left with Brian Kelly to go to LSU. I think that's one of the first calls along with him and Luke Fickle. I don't I don't think I don't think Matt Campbell will be there next year. <laughs> he'll yeah, get probably not. Job. I'm yeah, with you. He'll get a better job. Yeah, A&M might be looking to hire. <laughs> or anyway. Or 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 <laughs> hey, let's move on. Football, um, football. Um, um sleepers. Um, so I've got two I think could be sleeper teams. They are Kansas State and TCU. Hmm. Kansas State has that that short running back that's just so dynamic. Well, I don't know. I can't remember his name. Is it Deuce Vaughn? Is that his name? Uh, sounds right to me. Okay. Anyway, him. Um, I think he's uh, very versatile, and I think he can do some stuff in what is not a great defensive league. And TCU... Um. I watched College Game Day last last week, and someone said it, so that's why I'm rolling with that. Yeah, I'm going. I'm gonna go Iowa State again. What I was Ooh, saying earlier. Yeah, I mean, we okay. said we're talking about Matt Campbell could potentially go somewhere else next year. I think if they're looking at their schedule, um, 
right now. I mean, they have to they go to Iowa this year. That's not that's not great. They play at home versus Baylor, which would be helpful towards them. Even though we all think they're going to make the championship game, they have all their t- their tough games, including Oklahoma at home. But they do go to um, Stillwater in November, so that could be a t- uh, one right there. But I think that's going to be a sleeper. And then kind of what Jack was saying off that, from what I heard last week was TCU. So I'm just going to say that. I'm going with West Virginia, and I think it gets started tonight. Oh, you believe in the... No. You believe in... I believe in the country roads. You believe in JT Daniels. I really do, man. I really do. Unfortunately, I I believe in Keaton Slowest more. I 100% agree with you. Second string, two places, whatever. Behind Stetson Bennett. eh, If you win tonight... He's got that Zaxby's deal, though. Then you've got (laughs) Kansas and Towson. Two should should be easy wins. So you're 3-0. Then you go on the road to Virginia Tech, Inner Sandman. I'm a huge Metallica guy. Lost. I, I don't really believe in Inner Sandman. Virginia Tech's going to be awful. So I think they're going to beat Virginia Tech. Yeah. I think they're going to beat Texas. I think they'll drop the Baylor. See, I haven't lost my mind too much. I think they beat Texas Tech. I think they beat TCU. I think they go to Ames, and I think they win. I I think Oklahoma's going to fall apart, and I think West Virginia's going to pull off the upset that they should have pulled off in 2016 that could have put them in a college football playoff position. And then I think they're going to beat Kansas State, and I think they're going to drop to Oklahoma State. So I think they'll be nine and three. My gosh, that was the quickest re- schedule go through I've ever heard. I do not agree. I you think they'll agree? be like a six and six, seven five team. You I, think so? I don't know. I don't trust JT. And tonight's going to be. JT. And tonight might be a rough start versus the Pitt team that I I don't agree. I don't know if they're going to make it to Charlotte again this year. I mean, it's going to be them versus Miami, but. Play them playing against Virginia Tech. That Clemson will be bad, bounce back in my opinion. But anyway, crossing my fingers. But yeah, that's gonna be that. Let's go through some stuff with Jack that he's about to leave, so we can't do. Uh, Jack, give us a few games this week that you're looking forward to besides the Auburn game, and then one sleeper game this week. Okay. Um. So some big games. Uh. You know, I don't even think Georgia Oregon will be that interesting, so I'm not gonna pick that. Uh. I'm excited for the backyard brawl tonight. Mm, yes. Um. Oh, and also gonna use this as a quick promo. Hope you don't mind. The West Virginia Lady Mountaineers soccer team is going to be in Auburn tonight. They are. So, oh, yep. West Virginia could have a very good night or have a very bad night. But anyways, sorry, Jack. bad at least one front. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, good games. That's right. Uh, backyard brawl tonight. Um, I think Utah at Florida is interesting, and I'm not a big believer in Florida this year. I'm not either. Um, at any time a quarterback keeps getting compared to Cam, I'm like, nope. I don't believe in you now. I'm sorry. Is I just think it's, I think it's like a Johnson curse. Effect? <laughs> don't, 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 don't do that. I don't even want to think about it. Anyway, um, I mean, I think Anthony Richardson is a can be a elite quarterback. I just he's got to show it. And I, but um, the only reason I think that one could be is the swamp. The swamp is crazy. I've um, that 2019 Auburn game, nuts. I wish I could have gone to that. Yeah, I kind of wish I. I'm kind of glad I didn't. <laughs> uh, um. What else? Uh, I think the Purdue-Penn State game tonight yes. is awfully fascinating, especially for us. Um, I'll be watching. Uh, I'm really curious to see. It's on the road, isn't it? It's at Purdue. It's, it's, yeah, at, it's, in, it's in West Lafayette. I think Purdue might win that game. Um, uh, I'd like to see how they do without Sean Cliff. Well, no, Sean Clifford's there. Without Jahan John Dotson. Dotson, yes, and a lot of that defense. I'm curious to see what they do there. And sleeper games. Not the SEC. The SEC schedule is, is kind of. Eh. Um, 
don't know if I have a sleeper game. I don't. I don't exactly know everything of about this weekend. I got one, but I'll have to save it for later on. Me and him are okay. Yeah, 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 stuff, yeah, But yeah, I'll sure. tell you after we go. Okay. All right. So I think that's gonna wrap it up for this Big Twelve conversation. No need to spend too much time on the worst conference in the Power Five. Wait, one more. Th- we gotta do one more thing. Sure. We have to do Jack's playoff prediction before he goes. Oh yes. All right. So my playoff prediction: number one, Alabama; number two, Ohio State; number three. Clemson, I think they bounce back. And number four, Utah. Maybe flip Clemson and Utah, I'm not sure. Um, and I think Bama plays Ohio State for the national championship, and unfortunately, Alabama will win. I mean, for that Clemson thing, it's all matters of is DJ going to have a bounce back when everyone, everyone – I mean, Clemson only lost three games last year. I think, and everyone I just, think he's just going to have – even if he improves marginally, they're going to go 11-1 or 12-0, and and I think that's enough. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Jack, so much for coming on. It was yes, so much fun. We'll you. definitely have to have you back again to talk some more college football. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the second-best conference in the Power Five. I don't think many people are going to disagree with that. They are stacked this year, the Big Ten. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the Eagles Nest, everybody. You're hanging out with Griggs and Daniel here on Weagle 91.1 FM, your home for Auburn Student Radio. And after that last time, we were talking about the Big 12, and Jack had fortunately had to leave early, but he gave us his college football playoff predictions and his games of the week. But now we are moving on to what Daniel said earlier, and I agree with him on this, the second best conference in college football this year, and that is the Big 10. Now, going to be known futurely as the Big 16. Yeah, it could be the Big 14 today. So, Daniel, I think this we were talking about this earlier a little bit, but is Ohio State, can they be considered the best team in the country? Yes. They do. And now everyone who listens to this show knows I love my Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I do think the 17.5 point spread for Saturday is a little insane. I do think Ohio State still picks up that dub, though. However, I do think Ohio State can be really, really, really good this year. C.J. Stroud is great. I think he'll be the Heisman um, winner. I think that this Ohio State team will just be able to... I think we'll be able to get the job done. I really do. It's a very complete roster. Um, Ryan Day is a great coach. This is a team as you know, college football playoff experience not that long ago, and they're just their schedule is not the toughest, but I think they'll breeze through it. I don't think they drop a regular season game since I think they'll beat Notre Dame. Um, Wisconsin's a ranked opponent. That'll be tough. I think they'll win because they're at is that, home. Is that at the shoe or is that in Canada? Yeah, at the shoe. Um, at 15, Michigan State and East Lansing. If they drop a regular season game, it'll be this one. Mark my words. Then um, number eight, Michigan, or in Grandy's rankings are definitely going to change. Number eight at at this point, Michigan at home in the shoe. There ain't no way that they're going to lose to Michigan again. Yeah, looking at the schedule, I mean they're they're going to beat Notre Dame. I think, but that's just who we got, so we don't want to go too much into that. But that Wisconsin game is very interesting to me, especially if seeing how how Wisconsin starts off. I mean, granted, they don't play really. They play Illinois State. Shout out my uncle Rick. He went there. Uh, Washington State, New Mexico State. I mean, I would say if they've had challenges, challenges in the little bit, but not really. So I don't really know what to believe about Wisconsin yet. But so throwing it back to last year, C.J. Stroud, fifth in NCAA with yards with four thousand four hundred thirty-five, third in touchdowns with forty-four, tied for the twenty-seventh fewest interceptions thrown with six. And what really gets me, first in QBR at ninety-one point six. This guy can sling it, Griggs. 
sling it. He can. That's why he's up there with Bryce to be the number one quarterback drafted next year. But then we got to look at also in the schedule. They they play at home against they, they besides like Michigan State. They play all their hard games at home. Yeah. But then that at Penn State game, Penn State usually makes this one the wideout. But if they're not, not making. That just kind of tells me if Penn State doesn't believe they can do it. Because usually the games they make the wideout, they think it's either going to be A, really close, or B, a blowout. I mean, Penn State making the wideout game this year, brace yourself, Minnesota. Do you think it had anything to do with the fact that they know that the Penn State game is likely going to be big noon kickoff and they don't want to have a wideout at noon? Oh, yeah, 100%. They have to get that stuff figured out. Like The reason I think they did it for Auburn, too, is because, oh, they know we're not going to be big noon kickoff. Because here's the thing, though. They played big noon kickoff two weeks two weeks prior against um, yeah. Wisconsin. So they knew they weren't going to get I'm that. I'm very glad so, that game wasn't big noon kickoff. Yeah, that's why I feel – that's why I think it's funny. Wow, I forgot to, to ask, to ask this question. We could do this a little bit later. But, like, I feel like that Texas A&M game is a game that America – one of the games America would hate the most. Like, the two teams that they'd rather just both teams just, like, not even exist. What game is this? Alabama versus Texas next week. Oh, yeah. Like, we can do we can go into that more next week. But, yeah, Ohio State, I think what you said is correct. They'll go through this whole regular season, unfortunately, without a loss. I do think that Michigan game is going to be closer than some people think just because that game always means something, always one of the best rivalries in college football. You know, everyone likes to hate on Ohio State, and I get it. I do. However, the way I see it is this is the giant that can beat the other giant. This is the team that can take down Alabama. This is the team. This is the quarterback, Riggs, that can make Will Anderson look clueless out there. This is the team, man. I love this team, and they're going to do it. They're the enemy of my enemy, which means they're my friend. Yeah, it's just going to be so hard to beat that Bama team. Man. It they, will be hard, but they can do they it. Play all the, I mean, they play Tennessee on the road this year, but granted, do we even want to call that a rivalry anymore? No, Tennessee's not stupid. one in like, what, 10, 15 years? They made a song about it. Right, exactly. That's what you know is bad. But, yeah, it's always interesting. But I, I think promise you, Griggs, this team is going to be good. I, I I believe they're going to be good. That's the thing. My question is, are they going to win that 14th game? Uh, hold on. 13th. Are they going to win that 15th game? Yes. That's the question, though. Uh, next one, we're kind of already a little allude to it uh, slightly, um, but... Will Michigan take a step back from what they were in 2021? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No more Aiden Hutchinson, who I think is one of the best defensive linemen Michigan's had in a very long time. And, man, I'm just not – I thought they were overrated last year. I feel like they kind of peaked at the right time. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at their schedule now. You're not going to believe this. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Don't spoil it. I'm going to say the first one for you because you already know Because this week they play Colorado State and they play Hawaii. Their week three matchup. Yes. On they put this game on ABC. I'm I've not looked at the week three schedule yet, but there's got to be a better game on noon than Dude, what ABC. If they get humiliated by UConn at home. My friend Jackson would would just cease to exist for a few days. He just wouldn't Good. talk to anyone. If he's a Michigan fan, he needs to cease to exist for a few days because act right. I hate Michigan. <laughs> but then you got Maryland at at Iowa is going to be a little tough. This is the biggest joke of the schedule. This is really bad. The only thing that's keeping them... November 5th, they go to Piscataway to play record. That's a loss. <laughs> you crazy. know how hard it is to win in Piscataway? Oh, it's yeah. freezing there. I think that at Ohio State game saves their schedule from being the worst ones I've seen. But at Iowa can always be interesting. We were just talking about it um, 
that's a great stadium and great environment. Yeah, but to answer your question, I feel like they'll have a good record, but I don't feel like they'll actually be very good. Yeah, but you you have to have a good record versus the teams above you. Like those There's first, no way that those first four games put Auburn's first four games. People are talking about cupcakes to shame. Oh yeah, like you don't have a hard game until Iowa. Yeah, who I think they'll be ranked by that point. Moving on to another Big Ten team, Penn State. Let's talk about the Nittany Lions. Coached by James Franklin, they were very high on him. After during last season, everyone thought he was going to jump ship to go to USC. That ended up not being the case. He is now he's now got a new contract, but last year they finished seven and five, or seven and seven and se- uh, seven and six because they lost their bowl game. Yeah, I just don't. I do still think they have faith in him because of that contract. They have to. I mean, that buyout is going to be an Auburn esque if they lose that. Oh yeah, and oh, this, just, this guy. This, some of these Big Ten schedules are just atrocious. When, when I'm looking at them, they got Purdue tonight though. Big. They got versus they're at home versus Iowa. Then they come here. They play at home against Central Michigan and Northeast Northwestern back to back. Yeah. Um, then they play Michigan. Then Minnesota. I think they get drummed by Ohio State. I think they're going to be glad they didn't make this the wideout oh, just yeah. because they'd be humiliated. I mean, look at some of these games. They don't have a lot to choose from besides Ohio State for that wideout game. No, like, I mean, Michigan State would be a valid choice, I think. But that game that could it, potentially – or no, that, there's no way that game would be big noon kickoff. Big noon kickoff's already been decided. It always is for that game. But then you got to think also – I mean, I've never heard of them doing a wideout that late. I have. When it, what was that? What was that Ohio State game they did? Like they showed the, on the jumbotron about every like five minutes of the game. That was late. Yeah. Yeah, that was the least. But then the Auburn. Because that was, was the Mo Bamba game. Yeah, the Auburn was very early. Yeah. For them normally, but yeah, he needs to do something though. He got he has a good recruiting class coming in. You just can't settle for mediocrity anymore mm-hmm. with for a fan base that thinks they should be back to the days of Paterno, but. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I don't think those are ever coming back. I, I think you'll have a good like flash in the pan every year. You'll get to the Rose Bowl, and as Ryan Day said, that's a great year for most Big Ten programs. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. That I used, just they used to be the pinnacle for teams. Yeah, for the Big Ten. But I still think that this Ohio State team is the team to beat in the Big Ten, and I think they are going to run through everyone. Any sleeper teams for this year, Daniel, in the Big Twelve? I mean, sorry, Big Ten. Oh yeah, you know them, you love them. The Indiana, who's I'm kidding. Um, honestly, I think Michigan State. They're a team like like they're ranked 15 preseason. A lot of people think that they might just be able to float a little bit. I don't, a lot of people don't think they'll be as good as they were last year. <sighs> Excuse me, tired. I would have to agree. Um, they don't have Kenneth Walker anymore. However. I still think that there's something special in East Lansing, and I think they're going to get back closer to what they were in the mid-2010s. Okay, brace yourself. Hear me out here. Northwestern. Northwestern is my sleeper team. I believe in Pat, Fitz- Pat Fitzgerald. Did I hear that right? Yes. During 2020, they were actually a really good team. They were ranked. Northwestern football right, was so ranked. So was Indiana. But, yeah, but do you trust – who are the coaches of the Indiana more than Pat Fitzgerald? No. Exactly. And I'm looking well, at the, I trust Tom Allen. Look at this. <laughs> Already got one win under their belt. They had a comeback win. 
versus Nebraska. They play at home versus Duke week one. Then they play at home versus Southern Illinois. Then at home versus Miami. They could easily start out 4-0. Then they go to Penn State. Yes, as a challenge. Any team can. If Illinois can win in Happy Valley during a, during a non-night game, anyone can. And then they play at home versus Wisconsin. That's a loss. Then go to Maryland. I think they can beat Maryland. Maryland's just Maryland's just Maryland. I just don't know what Maryland's probably the most average team I can think of in the Big Ten. Unless I'm wrong. Do you have anyone else you could think to be that? Um, maybe Minnesota. I I like PJ Fleck though. I like what he brings to Minnesota, but they're not all that. I felt like he could have gotten a better job in Minnesota, especially after what he did at Western Michigan. Yeah, probably so. But, yeah, that's who I got. They have Ohio State at home, and they have Wisconsin at home. So all their hard games are besides maybe minus Penn State are at home. So that's what it's going to be. All right, Daniel, these already printed, we've already said this as much, but champion, MVP, and who are there going to be any playoff representation? Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, absolutely. I'm going the same thing. Ohio State wins. C.J. Stroud's the MVP, and they will be representing the Big Ten in – what are the two Rose Bowl – what are the two uh, college football – like bowl playoff games this year. Oh shoot, man! I completely forgot. I know the Natty is. I want to say it's in SoFi. Yes, I do know the Natty's in SoFi. I'm trying to look in LA. This. If you don't know. Uh, okay. The two. What in the What in the world, Almighty? Where are Did, they? Do they have? They're not. I'm not being able to see it yet. They're not saying which games. Oh, uh, okay. It's the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. Okay, so the now's the time for Fiesta Bowl and the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. So those will be both on uh, December thirty first. So they're going back to the New Year's Eve format. I like that. That's interesting. I'm glad. I think they switch off each year because some of those bowl games are historically like the Rose Bowl are always on New Year's Day. So yeah, I think so. But yeah, I think Ohio State's gonna win. I think so too. All right, that is going to do it for our Big Ten Talk. When we come back, we are going to be talking about the Atlantic Coast Conference. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the Eagles Nest, everybody. You're hanging out back here again with Daniel Locke, and I'm Greg Splankenberg. We are now talking about the last segment we talked about the Big Ten, and now we are talking about the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's right. The greatest conference in all. I'm kidding. It's not the greatest college football conference. It's it's still the most historic for basketball, I think. But the Atlantic Coast Conference. Let's just get right. Yeah, in. yeah. Two of the blue bloods. Two of them. Yeah, Wake in North Carolina. You're right. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, let's hold move. On, hold on. Hold on. Momentary pause. I need to find something. He's trying to find that. I'm just going ahead and pull up this ACC stat. Um, he's looking for something on the board. I don't know what he's looking for yet. Oh, never mind. The bra button got deleted. Ah, uh, but yeah, Daniel is Clemson just going to return to dominance again this year in the ACC? Uh, oh wait, Bruh. I found the bra button. <laughs> That's uh, Clemson return to dominance? Yes, I think so. I think so. It's just a matter of how long are they going to give DJ the reins and before they turn it over to probably a five or a four star on the bench. I mean, you also have Bo Nix's brother, Caleb Nix. I forgot a, about a third that. walk on to Clemson. I don't think he's going to see much time there, but. Probably not. You never know. But I unfortunately think it's going to be Clemson this year. The bias aside, I think it's just – it's 
too much. I mean, I'm gonna, let me look at their rec- their schedule real quickly because I know they play Wake Forest at home this year. Wake got destroyed by them last year at Clemson. Yeah, they started off Monday night against Georgia Tech, then they play versus Furman. Shout out the Paladins. This has been a very heavy episode on the Paladins. Yeah, it has been a dinned episode. Uh, then you have Louisiana Tech. Then they play at Wake on September 24th. That's one of the earliest times I remember them ever playing Wake. Wake always plays them, would always play them at the end of the year when they um when Wake already is like dealing with all their injury stuff and Clemson's just getting out of their injury stuff. So that's nice. It's that early. Ooh, this is really interesting, Daniel. They go at Wake Forest and then at home versus NC State back to back. That's tough. That is tough. No buy in between. Nothing. NC State, a lot of people are very high on them. Though. I'm gonna get to that later. I am not. I don't. I don't understand it. But then they go. They have to go. They go to South Bend in November. That's gonna be an. If it, if it was anything like that 2020 game, which was incredible. Oh my gosh, Ian Book. That was got a, released by the Saints. That was very sad. Yeah. Not. Okay, I'm kidding. Um, Let me grieve over here. I'm trying to grieve, man. My guy Alex Bachman got cut from the Giants after leading the league in receptions. Oh, you know what preseason. that means. Bruh. Yep. I love how we added that right there. Yep. To it. I'm going to use that in our racing show tomorrow, which I'll plug at the end. Um, and then they play at home versus Miami, which jury's still out on Miami. Yeah. Um, no, they, they, the jury was like, yeah, we're not even going to show up because it's not worth it. Miami's trash. They're ranked number 16, though, and I like Mario Cristobal, though. He's gonna... You know what happened the last time about uh, a little about a year ago to the date when Miami and everyone thought that they were just going to be great? They lost. Yeah. They stink. But Mario Cristobal is so much better than Manny Diaz. Okay. And he's the amount of money that NIL is giving to Miami. Have you seen some of that stuff? They're like paying kids a buku oh, bucks. Man, are they going to upgrade the turnover chain? They said they're already getting rid of the turnover chain because he doesn't like that. He's not with, with the gimmick style stuff. Oh, okay. All of a sudden, I like Miami a little more. But that coast, I have that in the next one. Let's go. Back, let's just go ahead and go to that one before the NC State one. The Coastal Madness. I mean, I can't remember. I think it's been a different coastal champion the last seven years. If I yeah, know. which I love. It's never been a turnover like whoever wins. I mean, granted, I don't. A coast Pitt was the first coastal team to win it since Georgia Tech back in like 2010. So it's been a minute. It's it's been the Clemson Florida State dominance of the past. Clemson in the early part of the 2010s, and then Clemson up to the current present. But it could be Miami. It could be. Pitt, and that's all I can think of. Miami and Pitt will open us the favorite, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, yeah. What about Georgia Tech? <laughs> let's let's just take a glance at... They play at they play Clemson first game, so obviously okay. no. So 0-1. They, they play Monday. Then they West play, Carolina, 1-1. One one. They play at home versus Ole Miss? 1-2. UCF lost, 1-3. Pitt lost. 1-4. Duke win, 2-4. Beat Virginia three and four. Beat Blues, Florida State not, not four. Ta- not Florida State and Tallahassee. Oh come on! It's a Florida State and Tallahassee is different than Florida State. On Who's the road. coach at Florida State these days? Uh, Mike Norvell. Yeah, that that's a that's a Tech win. Uh, I don't think they'll beat Virginia Tech. They won't beat Miami. They won't beat North Carolina, and they sure won't beat Georgia. But that's like five wins. Fair enough. That's that's not that's terrible. Oh, man, that Georgia. Talking about rivalries that like the Alabama Tennessee Georgia Tech versus Georgia is not really a rivalry anymore. I, I remember like. last year I asked every Georgia fan I know if they even considered that one of their top two rivals, and no one said yes. They said the only thing that saves it is it's their only in-state rival. I mean, you gotta think about how many other they're the only two Power Five teams in Georgia, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but 
yeah, it's just not anywhere close anymore. No, it is not. But, you know, surprisingly enough, it hasn't been insanely long since Georgia Tech's won. They won in 2016. Fair enough. Fair enough. Which you would probably think, if you didn't know, that it was probably early 2000s or something like that. They won the AC- No, they didn't win the SEC in 2016. 20- no, they didn't win the AC. Oh, they won against Georgia Tech. I thought yeah, you were talking yeah. about ACC. Oh, no, okay. No. I got you. I got you. End of the Mark Rigged era. Yeah, I understand that. Um, let's go back to it. Uh, to believe or to not believe the NC State hype. Let me start on this. I am one who does not believe on this. I'm Every, with you. A lot of national people think NC State's going to be this big team that can take on Clemson just because they beat them on a. I can't believe they made it field goal last year. Let's just go through the details real quickly here. They lost their best left tackle, one of the best left tackles they had. Probably, I'm going to go ahead and say he was the best left tackle in school history in EK Guamu, now on the Panthers. Devin O'Leary was questionable at times, and now it comes back in. People think he's going to be the ACC player of the year. No, because I'm looking at their, this team right now. You have East Carolina, which is a trap game and a half. Dowdy Ficklin, baby. That is a trap game. You ever been the, to Greenville? I have not. My friend Jordan lives in Greenville. My, co- my cousin goes to school there. I hate Greenville. <laughs> uh, Charleston Southern, that's going to be a win. They play at home versus Texas Tech. Now, granted, it's not the Texas Techs of the mid-2010s. But you know what I feel like is going to be kind of annoying about this? What is that? This schedule's not that bad. Other than Clemson, Wake, and really North Carolina, it's a cakewalk. It, it, assuming they get out of Greenville, which we'll just assume for the sake that they do. Then, like, you know, you set yourself up for a 10-2, excuse me. <laughs> All good. Sorry, I did not sleep well last night. I was too excited for this show, Greg. Oh, yeah. So... That they might be nine and three, ten and two, and people say, "Oh, we were right; they were good." But this schedule is just not that bad. It is bad. It is not good at all. And then you have, um, I think it's a trap game. It's also at Syracuse. Now, when whenever Clemson would lose a game in the in the ACC, I feel like it would be always to be Syracuse. Remember that when they beat them on the field goal at, yeah. at Clemson, and then they beat them at in the. Uh, in the Carrier Dome. Hey, you know what they say about a team that plays basketball the same place they play football, right? What do they say, Daniel? Nothing. I was going to try to make up something. Uh, oh, wait. I know what they say. Uh, your school won't invest in two arenas? Bruh. Yeah. That's what they say. I love that sound effect now. But, um, but yeah, you got three. You got East Carolina be a trap game. You go to at Clemson. There's no way Clemson is dropping that game after what happened last year. There is <laughs> oh, absolutely shot. no way. I'm excited for this. I really And am. then Wake. That's going to be a very good game. I would love to see. That. I really hope this game works out to where the Auburn LSU game is like after it. No, excuse me, before. Like, I hope we play LSU. I hope this is a night game so that way everyone can come pile at my place, which is customary, and we can watch this. <laughs> um, let's keep moving on. We don't have too much more time in the SEC. Uh, Sam Hartman, if he comes back, does Wake have a shot? Yes. The unbiased me says yes, and so does the biased me. Because you've got me on this team, so I'm riding with them now. Here's the thing: they play VMI tonight. It's got Mitch Griffs. Everyone's saying Sam Sam Hartman got out due to a non-football injury. I don't know for sure. There's some questions on. It's he's out of a cast now. He originally showed up in a cast in his left arm. People are saying it was a. I don't want to say because I don't want to spread false information. But people saw him without the cast. Saw a picture of him last night without it. Precautionary. I think that they're keeping him out for VMI. They're playing at. At Vanderbilt, which is the SEC, like what is the, the SEC Network version of Game Day on September um, 10th? Which SEC is, Nation. Yeah, which is crazy to think about Vanderbilt hosting that versus Wake. That's really? Game, mm-hmm. Is there nothing else that week for the? Well, they can't do Bama versus well, I know, Texas because that's the 
I don't know. I'm surprised they couldn't find something that was slightly Well, better. they get an excuse to go to Nashville. Yeah, fair enough. And then it's they the got, only time we're going to get there. Then they got at home versus Liberty, which is very interesting. But because I think that's a win, too, because Liberty lost all – they lost Malik Willis, which is the big thing, and then they lost a few pieces on defense as well. So do you think that they're going to kind of keep Sam out until Clemson? That way he's 100% by then? Part of me thinks yes. Part of me says that he, I could see him come back earlier. I don't think he's going to play tonight, which is – Oh, I'm really upset. Auburn soccer tonight plays West Virginia here on Weagle, 91.1 FM. You're home for Auburn's hey, uh, go Auburn soccer again. volleyball. Bro, we have a home game that week. Who cares? It's My parents are coming down for that week. Uh, tell them not to. We'll That's go. the same week we said we wanted to try to go to the Saints game, and we said we couldn't do that. So, so it's perfect. So we'll is, go there. All this is co-site. Nah, I can't. No, it's, it's meant to be. But I can't remember the last time we beat Clemson. So, Oh, but you're, that's, the, that's, that's the thing. That's, you got to start being there for history. But yeah, I want to be there for my team right it's now, Missouri. which my team is the Auburn Tigers. It's Missouri. That is homecoming. Oh, come on. Come. Homecoming? Yes. Are, are, are you going to be Mr. Homecoming? Oh, yeah. Everyone vote for me. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Clemson, I think they dropped that game, unfortunately. But then I think they go on a run. They beat Florida State. Can we at least go to Tallahassee? I'm kidding. That's LSU weekend. Um, then you got Florida State, Army, Boston College, Louisville. I think those are all wins. Now, at NC State, that might be one of the games of the year in the ACC, along with Clemson, NC State. Can we I go to that, then? That's a game of a home game, I'm pretty sure. No, it's We'll not. talk about this more later, Daniel. But then they play at home versus North Carolina. Now, granted, do you remember last year when they played them? Wake was, like, number nine in the country. Yeah. They dropped that game. My brother and dad were there. It was un- That was one of the worst sports days I've ever had. North Carolina beats Wake on like a prayers because Wake, everyone, no, there's no defense in that game whatsoever. And then Auburn only puts up three points versus A&M. And then the Panthers lose a heartbreaker that week as well. So that was terrible. And then Syracuse-Duke. I could honestly see this Wake team going 10-2. and two. I hope so. You've got me on this team. Don't let me regret it. I'm, I'm biased me says 10-2. and two. I think they could drop one more game somewhere in there. I don't know what's a trap game. Louisville, at Louisville is always an interesting game for Wake. But, yeah, let's just go ahead and quickly before we have to go to break. Uh, Daniel, champion, MVP, playoff representation. Champion, Wake Forest, MVP. Oh, wow. Give me a second. Wow. Playoff representation, Clemson. You think Wake's going to win the ACC, but Clemson's going to be in the playoff? Wow. I think that could happen. That's interesting. Wow. Um, I really don't know about MVP. Uh, Sam Hartman. Yeah. Can't go wrong. I'm going to go Clemson's the champion, unfortunately. I think that's going to happen. Part of me says Sam Hartman for MVP. Just Something about me just doesn't think it's going to be on, given to someone who didn't win. I mean, it was, given to Ke- uh, it was given to Kenny last year when he won it. I think it might be Will Shipley, the running back from Clemson. That man's legit. He went to high school near me. I think it's going to be Will or someone on that Clemson defense. And I think Clemson's going to be the playoff for them. But oh, oh, one time when we forgot to do this one, uh, sleeper teams of the ACC. So that's anyone besides the two, the three, the four ranked teams in the ACC. I'm gonna have to go North Carolina. Really? Yeah, I, they I got think a big so. test this weekend. They do. They have a huge test as we go to at, on the road to App State. Uh, sleeper team for me, I think Louisville. Really? I was going to say Pitt, but then I realized they were ranked. I think Louisville is always an interesting team. They always have a very good quarterback. I mean, they had Lamar Jackson. They always have give teams very tough games. So I think it's going to be Louisville. And I think Virginia Tech, unfortunately. I'm sorry, anyone of my friends from there who are listening. But I just can't see them winning this first year. I just think it's a great place to be. Don't get me wrong. I almost went to school there. But I just can't see them producing anything. No. 
It won't be Syracuse. Schedule's just too hard. I feel like Syracuse will win. Syracuse will win one game this year that they're not supposed to. Put me down for it. I'll bring that back yeah. up when they do. Any closing thoughts on the ACC? Nothing, man. I think it just comes down to those two games: Wake, Clemson, and then Clemson versus Wake, Clemson, or three games actually: Clemson, Wake, Clemson at Wake, NC State at Clemson, and then Wake at NC State. I think those three games decide who's going to win the league. All right. Well, when we come back, we're keeping it right here at home for the SEC preview. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm Daniel Locke. Alongside me, as always, Griggs Blankenberg. We have had a phenomenal show today. It's been a ton of fun. We've broken down every Power 5 conference. Well, now we're going to do the SEC here in a second. We had our good friend Jack Blanton on, and we've just had a phenomenal time. So we're going to keep the ball rolling here with... Some SEC, a Heisman prediction, and our final college football playoff predictions. So, going right into the SEC, I think Bama's going to win. I hate it, but I think that's just the way it's going to be this year. Yeah, they just bring too much back. They got Will Anderson back, of course. Then you have Bryce Young back, who's the quote-unquote Heisman winner, best returning player, which is unfair. The thing, Will Anderson was the best player in college football. Like they uh, imagine having your Heisman moment coming against a team who's six and five at the time you do it. What a lame-o. But here's the thing, though. Last year, people like it's a it's a quarterback and offensive war only. I mean, yeah. David Pollock brought it up. Will Anderson was the best player in college football last year. What does he have to do this? Year? What? How can he improve off that? Yeah. Besides winning a national championship, but the Heisman's given out before that. So what did he, what did he have to do to get that? It's just showing that's such an offensive award now. I mean, and not even now. Like, no one had a better year in 2012 than Manti Teo. Who? That was whom that year? That was Manziel. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, Johnny Football. I mean, you had the electric plays like that. I mean, defense doesn't get enough shine that it should, especially in the national media. They should just the Heisman should just be an offensive only award at this point. Yeah, might as well. But so sleepers out of the SEC. Can we say Auburn? I think we could say Auburn, but we got to let's pick up someone else besides so we can elaborate more on sleepers. Um, I have I have one if you don't go for it. I may be proven a hundred percent wrong in this, but something about the Gamecocks, something about I'm I was thinking Tennessee, but that's not enough sleeper enough for me. Okay, but here's my reason: they play at home versus Georgia State on Saturday. They go at Arkansas. Oh, that's dangerous. At Arkansas is a yeah for Auburn it was at Arkansas is a dangerous game for them. If they can get out of that one, they could do a lot more this season. They play at home versus Georgia. That's going to be a loss. They play Charlotte, win. South Carolina State, win. Then they go on the road to Kentucky. And if all these things, if they only lose to Georgia, they could be potentially be ranked after that. They're going into Kentucky 4-1. and one. I think so. Then they go to play at home versus A&M. That is a toss-up and a half for me because something about A&M, I just don't feel like A&M wins on the road. No, they Any, don't. I just don't see that anywhere. I I'd love to be proven wrong at some point by A&M, but actually, no, I don't like A&M. I don't like Jimbo, but yeah. They play at home versus Missouri. They play at Vanderbilt, at Florida. I think Florida's going to be terrible this year. Sorry, Logan, if you're editing or doing something with this show later. I just don't think Florida's going to be good, especially on year one. Maybe in a few years, I like Billy Napier, but I don't think it's going to be year one. No, I'm with you. Um, I don't think that it's Florida's time. I do agree with what you said about South Carolina. You've got a coach there that's doing a great job and that they love in Shane Beamer. 
You brought in a transfer quarterback and Spencer Rattler, who is kind of controversial, but I think the kid can throw a football. He can throw a football. It's just a matter of do people like him. Yeah. His teammates like him. And That's if you produce, heard. they'll like you. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. My sleeper, other than Auburn, because we're not being biased, I don't know, man. There's just something dangerous about an LSU team that no one knows about. They mm-hmm. really, man, uh, fast wideouts, faster than the speed of lightning. Just, man, a, a good team, a good coach. Brian Kelly's a good coach. The morals, eh, but Brian Kelly can coach a football team. And he's recruiting better than he ever did at Notre Dame. Which is funny now because 2023, going to on three, Notre Dame has a has the number um, four cl- class in the nation while LSU is at number seven, which is funny. I think that in a few years' time will prove me right, but I think Marcus Freeman is going to be the next best coach in college football. Because, I mean, Nick Saban's time is coming to an end. I'm sorry. Hopefully. Don't call me a hater. He's just getting old. Marcus Freeman's like early 40s, and oh. he's just here, man. He's ready. Hopefully. It's one of his last few from our standards. Um, but yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen, but well, I'm trying to look at what else. Um, we already talked about A&M, so we don't want to talk about it. Oh, we forgot to do our ACC and Big Ten, um, home and home destinations. Uh, we already talked a lot. Let's say we already talked about the SEC a lot with Auburn, uh, home and home for the Big Ten. You said, I think Michigan or Ohio State be kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. We already did Ohio State. We already did Penn State. And then ACC. I want to go to Tallahassee. We already done Clemson recently, yeah. so we're going to Miami like twenty thirty. Either Tallahassee or North Carolina. I think North Carolina would be fun. I'd say North Carolina. Um, all right, here's one. Do you buy the Kentucky hype this year? No, I don't. You still got to play Georgia. Um, and I don't know. I'm gonna pull up their schedule right now. Uh, home week one versus Miami, Ohio. When? At Florida. Lost. You think they lose at, at Florida? Night game at the Swamp. I think they get upset. Uh, home versus Youngtown State. Uh, go Penguins, but no. Northern Illinois. Win. At Ole Miss. Loss. Versus South Carolina. Loss. Versus Mississippi State. Is that a, the toss-up? That's a toss-up. At Tennessee. Loss. At Missouri. Win. Win. Home versus Vanderbilt. No, win. Versus Georgia. Win. At home. Loss, loss, loss. Yeah, loss. And then at home versus Louisville. Upset. Post-Georgia Blues. You think Kentucky's beating Louisville? No. You think Louisville's beating Kentucky? Correct. Louisville's so off and on with football. It just goes from week to week. And I feel like it really is a good thing for Louisville that the week before Kentucky has to play Georgia. (laughs) And I think they'll be beat up from that. Yeah. mm -hmm. I agree with that. Um, what else do we have to do for the SEC? Um, oh, we have to do some of other stuff. So let's just go ahead and do this. Uh, ch- champion, uh, MVP, and playoff representation. Alabama, Will Anderson, Alabama. I'm gonna go the exact same thing you did. I can maybe see Georgia sneaking if that if Utah or Clemson slips up, but I just can't see that happening. Yeah, we, we we've looked through both of their schedules. We don't see it's happening. All right, before we get to who you got in the next set, we're going to do some things, too. We did this with Jack beforehand, but Daniel, give me um, – let's do this. Give me a few games you think this Saturday are going to be really good and your sleeper game of the week. Sure. So, as I've mentioned on the show many times, I love Notre Dame football. I'm very high on them. I think this era is going to be great. I don't think that they're going to get it done on Saturday against Ohio State, unfortunately. 
However, I guarantee you Ohio State does not cover. Ohio State does not win by 17.5. I think they win by 7-10. to 10. Hmm. Um, Nichols at South Alabama. You can get into this for... Okay, I'm joking. Uh-huh. Um, let's see here. Okay, Utah at Florida. I feel like this is going to be a reverse sleeper pick. I feel like a lot of people think this is going to be great, but I think Utah is going to be like, we're one of the best teams in the country. This team's a joke, and this swamp is overrated. I don't get why people are treating this as such a trap game. If we think Utah's all that they're supposed to be, well, I don't know why people are saying this is such a trap game for, yeah. for the Utes. So this one's just interesting. Memphis at Mississippi State. So now last that, year now that these, is interesting. Last year when these two teams played at the Liberty Bell in crap. Memphis, Tennessee. Why did that take me wrong? And it's called the Liberty Bowl, not the Liberty Bell. <laughs> Sorry, I'm running off just very Hey, very what's the Liberty Bell last year before Penn State? We did. I did. Yes, I that's did. what you're thinking of. Right after I went to Denny's, mm-hmm. which was the same week of this game. So, and, you know, it was controversial. I thought it was funny that a lot of um, Mississippi State fans were complaining about, quote-unquote, getting screwed over by the refs. How I see it, if you're an SEC program, you shouldn't even be in that position for a Power 5 program. But that is neither here nor there. I really am interested in this Louisville at Syracuse game. That is interesting. Louisville at Syracuse. I mean, again, Syracuse always plays different at home than on the road. Yeah. Especially in the ACC. They always win a game at home they're not supposed to. That could be interesting. I don't know if I believe in um, Syracuse enough to beat Louisville, but you never know. So Cincinnati at Arkansas. Hmm. I'm going Arkansas. I'm going Arkansas. That's under who you got next, but... Yeah, I think Arkansas, Utah, or sorry, Cincinnati, just they lost too much. They lose their best defensive and their best offensive player. I just can't see it happening. I wonder when they made the arrangements for this game. And I, I guarantee you Arkansas didn't think that they were going to be playing a team that was just in the college football playoff when they scheduled it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, my ones, I'm going to go I'm gonna go two sleepers and then just two regulars. As I said, Notre Dame, Ohio State, that's going to be very interesting. I want Notre Dame to keep it closer, just because it's going to be a good game, but I think Ohio State, they're going to prove that they're the number one team in the nation. If they're, they think they're the number one team in the nation. They got, they put on a good performance and beat them by enough. I think the voters will put them over Bama, I think, especially playing a, a non-conference or a non-conference matchup this early. I think year. if you cover a 17.5-point spread against the number five team in the country week one and the number one team beats up on a group of five program, I think you're right. Yeah. As it, um, I'm just gonna go straight to my sleeper picks. Uh, North Carolina App State. Yes, that is going to be electric. That game sold out months ago. When is this game? This is eleven. Unfortunately, eleven p.m. on ESPNU. When? Or eleven a.m. on ESPNU. This is Saturday. Oh, that's perfect. I know people who are trying to get tickets to the game. This game for weeks. Two hundred fifteen dollars. Isn't it's the most expensive game this next this week besides Ohio State and Notre Dame? Correct. Um, that is. I can't imagine. Right, but it's not really that big of a difference. But yeah, that's just such a that's it's a smaller stadium, App State. I went there. I went there this past summer to see it. It's a smaller stadium than most people think. Um, it's got a decent host-sized home side, a semi-okay way side. They have one sideline that has like seats in there, and then on the other scoreboard side, there's like no seats. They have like no. a, they have like a grass hill area, doing that stuff. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be the sleeper game of the week. For a, from a national standpoint, North Carolina and from North Carolina, it's going to be huge. But then you got, um, I think another game, North Carolina, it's going to be a sleeper game. 
we already talked about South Bend, NC State at ECU. That can be a trap game for North Carolina State. If they think they're all that they're supposed to, they have to go in there and beat up on ECU. ECU can't have any momentum. That's that's one of the bigger ECU games they've had. ECU's had since they had Cincinnati there last year. My brother mm-hmm. Ken thought they could. Ken thought they could cover. Ken thought they could have a chance to win, but it was proven wrong early. Yeah, I don't know. Ken dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, that's what I told him when he was making that pick, and he said no. All right, I think that's about all the time we have for our SEC preview. If anyone can take down Alabama, I think it's a success. We'll be right back here on the Eagles Nest. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am Daniel Locke, alongside my good friend Greg Blankenberg. Man, this show's been great. One of the best we've ever done. And we are going to close out with everyone's favorite, who you got. I have the biggest lead in this I've ever had. Now it's down to, let's get into it right then. Daniel still holds the lead. A little bit less than it was last week. He slept up a little bit, but still not too much. Uh, Daniel went 11. Daniel's now 11 and 9. I am catching up a little bit. I had seven wins last week, so I got back some momentum from that. I am now 8 and 12, so Daniel still holds a three-game lead. Let's see what happens going into this one. But let's just go ahead and get to it. First game on the board, we just talked about some, but let's just do it again. North Carolina taking on App State. That's going to be in Boone, North Carolina at 11 a.m. Central on ESPNU. Second highest paid ticket to get into the game this week <clears throat> behind Ohio State and Notre Dame. So, Mr. Locke, who you got? I would like to pick App State here, but I just think this North Carolina team is in Sam Howell's going. Sam, ha- Sam, Sam Howell's no gone. longer on the Sam team. Sam Howell's gone. Still, I think North Carolina's going to get it done. I did for... Get Sam Howell's gone though. I'm going App State, and here's why. North Carolina last week played uh, at FAMU, Florida A&M University. That's my favorite HBCU. They have sick colors, actually. And but, the Rattlers. But here's the thing, though. North Carolina won like 58, 20, like 24. But here's the thing. North Carolina gave up 24 points to a team without their start. They're like three, most of their starting offensive line, and without a bunch of players. If you can give up 24 points to that. To a team like FAMU, how much do you think App State's going to take advantage, take you for advantage of at a full capacity size crowd at Kid Brewer Stadium, The Rock? A lot, and you, you've got a fan base that you know loves to upset people. So, oh yeah, I mean football's really the only thing App State's really got. I mean, I hate to break it, but Baseball. ba- basketball's pretty good. Baseball stadium's cool. Never been too too good at it, but yeah, football's their thing, man. They got they live for it up there. So, I think App's going to win, and it's going to put the. App always posts graphics and stuff like that because I see friends repost it. It's like best records in Power 5 schools the past years. It's always like Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and then App State. I'm like, well, then you got to kind of boil it down to see who's playing who a little right. bit there. But still, App State's legit, man. For this game, that is. Moving on, we're going to the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. I think that's what it's still called. It's Oregon, yep. number 11, Oregon versus number 3. The uh, defending national champions, Georgia Bulldogs, that's 2.30 on ABC in Atlanta from the Bins. Daniel, who you got? I would love to pick Oregon, but I just can't bring myself to. Uh, I'm going to pick Georgia, but I would have no problem at all being wrong. Yeah, I'm going to pick Georgia. I would have no chance. I would have. I would like to be wrong, but I just can't see it. They got Bo's number, man. Even though they got the their old defensive coordinator, I still don't think it's going to be too big well, of a deal. Well, I think this is going to be the best O-line and receiving core Bo's ever had against them. 
Fair en- yeah, it's fair enough, but I just, Georgia playing a home game in Atlanta, or basically true, a home game, true. I just can't see it. If they were playing this in, I don't know, like out in the West Coast somewhere, I'd really like their chances. Moving on now, we already talked about this one a little bit. We have Cincinnati taking on Arkansas, a top 25 matchup. Only one of three matchups this week that are both top 25 matchups. That's going to be in Fayetteville on Saturday. Mr. Locke, who you got? I've got to go with Arkansas. Uh, Sam Pittman's doing good stuff there, and I think he's going to continue it. And, you know, Cincinnati, they don't have Desmond Ritter. They don't have Sauce Gardner. So I think that just all the loss definitely outweighs the gain this year. Your your net loss is pretty strong, and I just feel like that's going to be too much to overcome. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to go – yeah, I'm going go with Arkansas too. I mean, what, I, what you said and what I said earlier, you lose Sauce Gardner, your best defense player. You lose – Desmond Ritter, your best offensive player, your quarterback, your play caller, the brains. I just can't see them going to Arkansas for a team. People are saying, watch out for Arkansas this year. If we were able to pick sleeper teams in the SEC that were ranked, I would probably say an Arkansas team just because the SEC West is that stacked. I could see them finishing anywhere from second in the SEC to, like, fifth. It could be anywhere. So Yeah, I agree. I got Arkansas on that one. Moving on, we've already talked about this game a decent amount too, but we have number seven, Utah. The Utes take going to the Swamp on Saturday night to take on the Florida Gators, first coach of the um, Billy Napier era. And i got to ask you one thing. Did you see the team picture for Utah, for, for Florida? I have not, no. A team picture for Florida. I sent this to our good friend Will Mosley the other day. It was very funny. Someone commented something like, that's that's a big team to just go and lose in the Gasparilla Bowl. But, <laughs> Gasparilla hold on. Bowl. Oh, yeah, right here. All right. Look at all this stuff. I'm showing Daniel this picture right now. If you want to see it, it's on Florida's Instagram or on Twitter. Look at that. Oh, look at that. That's a lot of blue polos, isn't it? Yes. People are saying they have more like analysts and people working for them now than they have players. So that's hey, very you've interesting. You've got you've got to have over an analyst for player. Yeah, it's crazy, but. I'm going to take Utah on this one just based off the fact that they're – if people are as hyped up on them as they say they're going to be this year, then I think it's going to be their year. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think they're good. Utah, that is. I think Florida is grossly overrated. And as good of an environment as a swamp can be when Florida's winning, when a team doesn't show up year after year after year, it starts to die down a little bit. And I really feel like the shoe, the shoe throwing has killed the Gators. Our good friend Logan, who was on earlier, would probably say that as well. Yeah, you could have been playing for a college football playoff appearance if you hadn't just done this stupid thing. Then Money McPherson went out there. Easy money. That guy's good. He's good. Hopefully his brother, if his brother's half as good as he is, then we're in for a treat. Yeah, we just got to get to the 50-yard line. Yeah. Um, moving on now, this would, been, this would be a very interesting matchup if it happened last year, but I still think it's pretty good this year. I put this one on there. Uh, it's Houston versus UTSA. That's gonna be and UTSA was one of the last undefeated teams in college football last year. They did a, the Roadrunners, man, did a lot last year. Taking on a Houston team that was decent last year. They beat Auburn in the Birmingham Bowl, but and they played um Cincy pretty close. Exactly. So, Mr. Locke, who you got? You know, I'm gonna have to pick Houston. Um, I like to pick upsets, but I just don't see it this particular instance. And you know, yeah, Houston, no doubt. Moving on now, we're going down to Willie, Willie B, man, Williams-Brice Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina. The Georgia State Panthers taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks. That's going to be this Saturday night. I can't remember the time on SEC Network Plus. Mr. Locke, who you got? Georgia State's a team that's known for its ability to go in the SEC venues and play the team very close. Uh, 
I don't think they're going to lose, but I would be surprised if Georgia State, I mean, if South Carolina didn't cover. Yeah, I'm going to go with South Carolina on this one. I just, if the, if they're what I said, we I said they were my sleeper team in the SEC a little bit. If they're what I think they are, they have to show something here. I mean, they don't, for goodness sakes, they almost lost to Vanderbilt last year. The first team that Vanderbilt beats in the SEC in a long time is going to be a real big shocker. But I'm going to go with the Gamecocks here. They need to show something. Yeah. Moving on, we're going to Greenville, North Carolina. They already said it to uh, Dadley Finley Stadium in Greenville, where the NC State Wolfpack taking on the East Carolina University Pirates. That's going to be at 11 a.m. I believe that's on ESPN. So, Daniel, who you got? Greenville is a area that I do not like to go to. Um, anytime I go to Greenville and leave, I just feel like I need a shower. So I'm going to have to pick uh, NC State um, just because I don't think anything good comes from Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, Mr. Beast Mr. Beast is from Greenville, North Carolina. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go NC State. I think this is going to be closer than a lot of people think. ECU is getting back to where they were. They used to be pretty good in that old – college football days, but yeah, I'm just going to go NC State. And other, thing, other, t- and other things we've done for pickums, I've said ECU, but the more and more I think about it, is NC State's got so much to lose this year, and they have to start off on the right foot, or that's going to be all for nothing. Moving on, we're going down to someplace Daniel knows and loves very well. We're going to the Caesars Superdome now, formerly the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. It's the Florida State Seminoles taking on the LSU Tigers, that's going to be on Sunday night, actually. A little bit of Sunday night football before Sunday night football starts next week. NFL is almost back, people. I mean, I'm very excited for that. But we still got to do this game first. Daniel, who you got? LSU. I, I don't buy Florida State. This is a home game. Uh, like the mm-hmm. intro for the national championship, you got a 60-minute drive for a 60-minute game. So the LSU fans are going to show up. It's going to be a purple and gold out. You're not really going to see much Garnet, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but. yeah. you got Brian Kelly in the first game of his tenure. That's going to be very interesting right there. I think he needs to get started off on the right foot. I mean, all these teams need to start on the right foot. It would just be very helpful for him. Mike Norvell really needs this game, though, if you think about it, for Florida State. If they end up – Florida State ends up being this, this guy to help his job a lot, but Florida State just is not high on Mike Norvell. He lost a, the, one of the best players in the country to Jackson – Jackson State and Deion Sanders, the guy who you could have hired as head coach, but you said didn't have enough about experience. That. I was in Disney World when that news broke. But, yeah, I got LSU in that one. But Florida yeah. State, wouldn't surprise me Florida State won, but they, Florida State needs that one. Moving on now to our second-to-last game. This is the big one everyone's talking about. We have the number 5-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish taking on the number 2-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. That's going to be in the shoe in Columbus, Ohio on Saturday night. ABC, that's the game, folks. That's game day. Daniel, who you got? I'm going to be confident in my boys. I'm going to go with the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. I'm going to go in the opposite direction of him, and I'm going to pick Ohio State based on the sole fact that Daniel earlier and me were talking about with Jack. If anyone's going to take down Bama, it's got to be him. It's got to be Ohio State. So, yeah, I ha- I'm going to go Ohio State based off the sole fact that there needs to be someone else besides Bama. To be able- someone, there- someone needs to be able to there take the king off the throne. And finally, the one we've all been waiting for. We had a whole segment dedicated to this game. 
that I was unfortunately not able to be here for. But it is the Mercer Bears taking on your Auburn Tigers. That's going to be at 6 o'clock on SEC Network Plus slash ESPN Plus. Don't really know how that works. doesn't matter. I'll be there. You'll be there. So everyone listening, if you're in the Auburn area, you should be there. But here we go. Daniel, first game of the Auburn's 2022 campaign. Who you got? Auburn by a million. I'm going to go with the Tigers as well. Mercer showed a lot last week, but again, it's still Mercer. Hopefully I don't eat those words. Knock on wood on that one. But, yeah, Daniel, any closing remarks before we sign it off? Where you go? Where, oh, we got a plug real quick. The plug. Tomorrow we are starting on my Twitter. If you don't follow me, go follow me, at the Grigsby. It is me, Noah Phillips, and my friend Ben McClurk and his first ever show on Weagle. I've tried to get him on here a lot, but we just started our own show. So we're starting a Formula One show. It's called Smooth Operators. That's going to be on every Friday at 1 p.m. We're going to go through the race recaps, team news, driver news, everything you'd need to know about Formula One, whether you know a lot about Formula One, or if you're someone like me who's still kind of getting into it and has been into it for about eight, nine months now. It's be a good experience. We have people who know a lot and no one been, and me still trying to learn some more, but trying to get into it more. So come join us then. But for Daniel Locke, I'm Greg Blankberg. We'll see you next week for our NFL preview and more college football. This has been the Eagles Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM. See you all on Saturday and War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to the Eagle's Nest. We enjoyed bringing you updates on everything going on in the world of sports. If you missed any of today's show, you can catch the podcast version wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke and at The Griggs B. Until next time, this has been the Eagle's Nest. See you next week.